G'day, and welcome to the AOS Coach sneak peek into the 2022 battle tome for the Disciples of Zinch. Now in this video, I am going to focus on the allegiance abilities like the command traits, the sub-faction type stuff, the allegiance rules themselves, spells, etc, etc. And to avoid making this video too long, there is a separate video that will focus on the key war scroll changes uh, and points and things like that. Now, Games Workshop did send me this book in advance before it hits the shelves at no cost, but they will have no involvement in the creation of this video. You'll also get a whole bunch of narrative gems, art, path to glory, a detailed map of Shimon, as well as a unique code, uh, so you can unlock these rules in the AOS app. Zinch has kept a whole bunch of rules from the old book as well as gained some new ones. There is some lost ones though as well and we'll highlight those as we go through. You have kept your six sub-factions like Host Duplicitous, the Guild of Summoners and the Eternal Conflagration and I will share the rules for them later in this video. I did mention you have lost some rules and I will share with you that the Agendas of Anarchy are no longer in the Battle Tome so there's no longer those uh, rules that you need to try to strive for and if you achieve them you get a bonus. I know most people really only cared about the plus one to cast Agenda but really I'm not too sad about it going away because it's just another thing you had to do on top of your battle tactics, on top of killing your opponent, on top of scoring objectives. It's just one less bookkeeping you need to do. But what you did get is Arcane Armies. It's a new Allegiance ability. In the first battle round, after the players have received their starting command points, but before the start of the first turn, you pick one friendly Disciples of Zinch Wizard on the battlefield, and that wizard can automatically cast either the Burning Sigil, the Tome of Eyes, or the Demonic Simicarum Endless Spell. So there's no casting role that needs to be required. It can't be unbound, and it can't be dispelled in the first battle round. And you get to set it up normally as it's described on the spell. And we'll go through the endless spells and see if there are any changes. Spoiler alert, the Tome of Eyes and the Demonic Simicarum haven't changed based on what I can see. The Locus of Change rule remains unchanged. And if you're not familiar with the rules, you get to subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that are made with melee weapons that target a friendly Disciples of Zinch demon unit if it's wholly within 12 inches of a Disciples of Zinch demon hero. So combine your pink horrors with a I don't know, flux master or some type of demonic hero, keep it within 12 inches, wholly within 12 inches of that hero, and they'll be minus one to hit in melee. It's a great little rule and it will combine well with a, uh, a whole bunch of actual save boosts. So one of the things I'll, I'll share from the other video is that a whole bunch of your units have gotten a plus one save characteristic bump. So good news over there. Your cheaty dice, aka your destiny dice, remain a core element of the allegiance ability. I know some people have been a little bit worried that it'll disappear. And you still get to roll those nine dice at the end of deployment. And those dice can be used to replace a set of specific dice rolls like run, uh, casting, hit, wound, save, battle shock. From what I can see, there were no real changes other than some minor language tweaks, but ultimately the core rules and how they work are fundamentally the same from what I noticed in the old book. Dice rolls replaced with destiny dice still cannot be re-rolled, and they also count as being unmodified. Though your save rolls are still affected by rend, your battle shock is still affected by slain models against the test. You know these cheaty dice are some of the best allegiances in AOS because you get to guarantee outcomes. 
It allows you to land that important charge. It allows you to cast that critical spell. And it allows you to pass that Battleshock test where you might have given away control to your opponent if you failed it. So any guarantees are always good, at least especially from a competitive point of view. And that's why the cheaty dice are so good. And there's some good ways to manipulate and as well as gain extra dice as you go through the game. So we'll discuss that as we go along. But wait, that's not the only Allegiance abilities you've got. You have Transformed to Spawn, which is probably more of a clarification than it is actually an Allegiance ability. If a model is transformed into a Spawn, you do get to add one Zinch Chaos Spawn uh, unit to your army, and you set it up within one inch of the unit that is being transformed. And, you know, there's a lot of spells and some abilities and things like that that allow you to turn one of your enemy models into a Chaos Spawn. Uh, great way to tie them up or lock them into combat or deny and unleash hell into maybe a charging unit that a, a cow spawns already there. But you'll find plenty of ways. A, a good example is like the Burning Sigil. That endless spell can turn models into chaos spawn. But again, we'll get into that a little bit later. You've still got your Legions of Chaos Coalition. Two in every four of your units can be selected from the Slaves to Darkness as long as they have the Mark of Chaos keywords. And when you choose them, they've got to take the Zinch Mark of Chaos keyword. A one in every four can also come from Beasts of Chaos. Uh, as long as they don't already have the Zinch keyword, if they've already got the Zinch keyword, you can't do it. If they don't, uh, when you bring them in, they will gain the Zinch keyword. A Disciples of Zinch army cannot have coalition units that have Corn or the Nurgle keyword. If you're unfamiliar with coalition units, first off, they're not allies. Coalition and allies are two different things. The benefit of taking a coalition unit, firstly, is that you can exceed your uh, points restriction. So normally when you're in a traditional 2000 point match play battle, you can only take up to 400 points of um, allies into your army. This allows you to exceed that because Coalition, again, are not allies. But the other benefit as well is that with allies, you normally can't put an enhancement like an artifact on them. When they're a Coalition unit, you can absolutely put artifacts onto your Coalition forces. So uh, a great ways to start building in some customization when it comes to your list building and maybe pulling together some of those Zinch keywords. Finally, you've still got your summoning demons of Zinch uh, using fate points. And if you're unfamiliar with how fate points work, they are generated each time a spell is successfully cast and not unbound. So if you or your opponent cast a spell successfully and it's not unbound, you will generate one fate point. Now, the summoning range has gotten slightly smaller. Uh, before, I believe it was you had to be wholly within 12 inches of the summoner. This time now when you summon, it must be wholly within 9 inches of a Disciples of Zinch hero. The Fate Point cost hasn't changed and neither has the summonable options. So you haven't lost anything there. You still have 11 options to choose from in-game uh, that will match really like what, what you need in the battle. Minimum units of like Screamers and Brimstone or Blue Horrors will still cost you 10 Fate Points. If you need to bring yourself in a minor hero like the Changecaster, that's 12 Fate Points. 10 Pink Horrors will be 20 Fate Points. And a Lord of Change will be 30 Points. Now, if you do choose the Guild of Summoners sub-faction, um, you will get a reduced Fate Points for the Lord of Change Summon. And I'll explain a little bit more when we get to that. There are 10 command traits to choose from, 6 for your Arcanite heroes and 4 for your demon heroes. 
When it comes to the disciples of Zinch Arcanite heroes, you have those six options, as I mentioned. Arch Sorcerer allows your general to know two extra spells from the Law of Fate. Nexus of Fate, at the start of your hero phase, if the general is on the battlefield, you get to roll a dice. And if you do so, you can replace one of the Destiny dice with a, that with that roll. The Cult Demagogue is for wizards only. If the casting roll for this general is a double, the casting attempt is successful and the spell cannot be unbound regardless of the roll. In addition, you're going to get yourself two fate points instead of one. Arcane Sacrifice is also only for wizards, and at the start of the hero phase, you can cause one mortal wound to a friendly Zinch unit that's within three inches of the general. And if you do so until the end of that phase, you get to extend your spell range uh, by nine inches. So that's pretty awesome in my opinion. Soul Burn, if the unmodified hit roll for the attack made with the melee weapon is a six, it's going to cause one mortal wound in addition to the damage it normally inflicts. And then finally, Illusionist will subtract one from hit rolls that target the general. My favorites would be the Arcane Sacrifice to increase the spell ranges from your general, or the Nexus of Fate that allows you to replace those Destiny dice for more useful ones like sixes and ones. And you will see as we go through this video and the other video, there are other ways to manipulate and often some benefits in having high uh, Destiny dice or having a pool of Destiny dice at the end of the game. When it comes to your demon heroes, there are those five options, as I mentioned. Arch Sorcerer is very similar, but it gives you plus two spells to the Law of Change. Now, there are two spell laws. You'll notice that the Arcanites have the uh, Law of Fate, and you'll notice the demons have the Lord of Change, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. You've got your Demon Spark, which is a once-per-battle ability where in the hero phase, you can immediately get yourself three Fate Points. Nexus of Fate, we've already talked about, allows you to replace one of your Destiny dice with a dice roll. And in Corporal Form, that gives your general a 5-up, ignoring the effects of, of spells and endless spells. Now, if I had to pick one of them from this list, it would either be Nexus of Fate, as I've, um, I already really like that, especially if I can fish for more 5s and 6s, or um, the Demon Spark, because that would allow me to fast-track some of the summoning of key units like it might be get me a lot of change early it might give me those 10 pink horrors quicker or it might get me some screens like brimstone or blue horrors onto the table sooner but um, they're some of my favorites from the command traits there are 12 artifacts to choose from and your first artifact choice no longer is determined by your uh, sub faction and there are six for the arcanites and six for the demon heroes now I will not read all of these out to you. It's not story time with Coach, so maybe pause it or take a screenshot. But I will share some of my favorites. Um, my favorites from the Arcanite side would probably be the Demon Heart, and that will help me get my hero out of a bit of a sticky situation. Or maybe something like Secret Eater on a melee-focused hero like the Ogroid Thermitage to help generate more Destiny dice. On the other side with the Demons, I think something like the Nine-Eyed Tome to get myself re-roll casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls for the bearer would be great. The Eternal Shroud to attempt to replenish Destiny Dice on a 5-up. Uh, or even the Beacon of Mutability that adds 1 to the wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons for Disciples of Zinch Demon uh, units that are wholly within 9 inches of the bearer.
A fair few of these are melee focused, and let's be honest, these are not the type of things that you want to be doing uh, with your heroes. They're not traditionally the most tankiest heroes in the game. So, but look, there might be a couple of ideas you've got, especially probably in the Arcanite side where your heroes are probably a little bit more durable. Yes, I'm not talking about the Lord of Change, but your traditional five wound, six wound heroes. There are 11 spells to choose from in the faction. You have six from the Lore of Fate, which is for your Arcanite Wizards. And then you've got five for the Lore of Change, which is for your Demon Heroes. Now, given that Zinch is a heavy spellcasting army, there's no surprise to you that there are a lot of great spell options. And some of them are very quite detailed in nature. Again, they're all on the screen here. I'll call out some of my favorites. When it comes to the Arcanites, uh, I've got probably four of them that I really like. First is the Glimpse of the Future, which is a casting value of seven. If successfully cast, if you have less than nine Destiny dice, you can roll a dice and add it to your Destiny dice pool. Your Bolt of Zinch is a, a casting value of seven, range of 18. And if successfully cast, you get to pick one enemy unit within range and it's visible. And that unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. Um, you can't cast this spell more than once. The reason I, I say that is because the Bolt of Zinch is on both the Law of Fate as well as the Law of Change. So you can't double dip, even though it's on both of the, uh, the spell laws. Arcane Suggestion is a spell that has a casting value of 18. And if you're successful, pick one enemy unit that's within range and visible. And it has three different debuff options that I absolutely love. If you choose It's Hopeless, the unit that you chose cannot receive or issue commands until your next hero phase. If you choose Drop the Weapons, you subtract one from hit and wound rolls uh, until your next hero phase. Or if you choose Kneel, you get to subtract one from the save rolls um, until your next hero phase. Again, really good depending on if you're fighting like uh, maybe a Mega Gargant where you want to subtract one from hit and wound rolls. Maybe if you're up against a Horde, you might want to, or maybe like a critical hero or a special hero that has like a, a uh, I don't know, like a hero phase command like Marathi or maybe, you know, Smash and Bash or something from the Iron Jaws. You could stop the, that hero issuing that or even inspiring presence. Or you, if you go up against, I don't know, like some, some elite units, I don't know, Varangard, Stormcast, something with a really high armor save, you could subtract one from save rolls. So a lot of great flexibility there. And the final one would be the Shield of Fate, casting value of six, range 18. If successful, you pick one friend, a friendly Zinch uh, unit that's wholly within uh, the range. And until the start of your next hero phase, that unit gains one of these effects. So it will depend on how many Destiny dice you have in your pool. If you have one to three Destiny dice in your pool, that unit would have a six up ward. If you've got four to six Destiny dice, you would have a five up ward. And if you are quite topped up around the seven to nine mark, then it would have a five up ward. In addition, it would ignore the effects of spells and endless spells on a four up. When it comes to the other side, the demon side, uh, there are three additional spells that I would call out other than obviously the Bolt of Zinch. You have Fold Reality, which has the casting value of 7, range 18. And if successful, you pick one friendly Zinch demon unit. That's wholly within range and roll a dice. On a roll of a 1, the unit's destroyed, so a little bit of risk there. But on a 2+, plus, you get to return the amount of models equal to the dice roll. So uh, I really do like that one a lot. You've got Zinch's Firestorm that has a casting value of 8 and a range of 12. And if successfully cast, you pick one enemy unit in range and visible to the caster. 
roll nine dice each six would get you d3 mortal wounds so on what on average you should get one to two of those d3 mortal wounds obviously higher or lower depending on if you spike and then finally uncheck mutation which is a spell of uh casting value of six range 18 if successful pick one enemy unit in range and visible it suffers d3 mortal wounds and if a model is slain you get to roll a dice and on a three up they'll take another d3 mortal wounds i mentioned earlier you do have a bunch of sub factions and you've still kept your six sub factions and you'll recognize them from the previous battle tome internal conflagration improves the ren characteristic of your friendly internal conflagrations warp fl uh, flame the billowing warp flame and your magical flames um, those missile weapons will gain a ren characteristic of plus one so things like your flamers your exalted flamers i think your chariot flamers or anything with the flames is going to get an extra point of rend with host duplicitous enemy units within three inches of a friendly host duplicitous unit with 10 models or more can't retreat in addition, once per battle, when the host duplicitous horrors of Zinch unit from your starting army is destroyed, so not the summoned ones, just the ones that you choose from your starting army, you get to roll the dice. And on a four up, you get to add a host duplicitous horrors unit of five models to your army. You set them up wholly within 12 inches of a, a host duplicitous hero, and obviously more than outside of nine of your enemies. The Pyrophane Cult gets to add plus one to hit rolls for those Sorceress Bolts by the uh, Pyrophane Cult Karak Acolytes. In addition, at the end of your shooting phase, roll a dice for each enemy unit that has suffered wounds caused by the Sorceress Bolt. Uh, and on a five up, they suffer D3 mortal wounds. The Guild of Summoners, if your army is a Guild of Summoners keyworded army, your fate points can be only used to summon Lords of Change, so you can't bring on any horrors or any minor heroes. But, instead of your fate points costing you 30 points to summon every Lord of Change, when it comes to the Guild of Summoner Lords of Change, the first one is going to be 9 points, then the second one and the ones after that will then cost you 18 fate points. So, an easy way to get a lot of bin chickens on the table, but it will restrict you from what you can summon. You can only summon them. But in addition, those Lords of Change must be summoned wholly within 9 inches of a Guild of Summoners Arcanite Hero, and more than 9 inches from enemy units. Host Arcanum once per turn in the first, third, and fifth battle round. When a Host Arcanum wizard attempts to unbind a spell, you can choose for it to be automatically unbound, so you do not need to roll a 2d6. And as I mentioned, it is only for the first, third, and fifth battle round. Finally, the Cult of Transcendent Form. You get to roll a dice each time a Cult of Transcendent Form Karak Acolyte model is slain in the combat phase. And on a roll of a 2 to a 5, before removing it from play, that model can fight, so a fight on death ability. And a roll of a 6, you get to remove the model from play and add one Zangor model to a friendly Zangor host unit that is within 9 inches of the slain model. The new model can only be set up within 3 inches of an enemy unit if it was already within 3 inches, so you can't use it to cheeky get into combat when the Zangors weren't in combat. But the other deciding decision with your sub-factions will be your battle line options and does it unlock battle line options. Your Karak Acolytes and your Zangor are always going to be battle line regardless of your sub-faction in the Disciples of Zinch. Your horror units are going to be battle line so long as they're not blue horrors or brimstone horrors. If you're new to the faction, this could be a little bit confusing for you. 
but essentially uh, it is one war scroll for three different versions your pink your blues and your brims if you pay the full amount for pink horrors they are battle line if you take the reduced cost for blues or brims they aren't battle line your burning chariot of zinch becomes battle line if your general is the fate skimmer herald of zinch on burning chariot screamers of zinch become battle line in host arcanum and finally, Flamers of Zinch become Battleline in Internal Conflagration. There are some extra match play rules for you. You've got Grand Strategies, Battle Tactics, as well as a Battalion. There are four Grand Strategies to choose from. Dominate, Arcane Nexus, Master of Destiny, Preponderance of Fate, and Realm of Magic. Dominate, Arcane Nexus, when the battle ends, you complete the Grand Strategy if there is at least one friendly Disciples of Zinch Wizard, Horrors of Zinch or Karak Acolyte units in each of the large quarters of the battlefield. You score Masters of Destiny at the end of the battle by adding the rolls of the Destiny dice that you haven't used. So if you've got a couple of dice, add the total number together. And if, if the total is nine or more, you score it. So I mentioned earlier, there's good reason to be looking at trying to add Destiny dice back or manipulating those low numbers into high numbers. This is probably going to be my favorite and easiest grand strategy to choose from. Preponderance of Fate is scored when you have 27 unspent Fate points at the end of the battle, and then Realm of Magic is scored when there are two or more Endless Spells on the battlefield that are under your control. When it comes to your battle tactics, there are five battle tactics to choose from. Call for Change is when you summon a Lord of Change on the battlefield. Mass Conjuration, you pick one friendly Disciples of Zinch Wizard and you complete the battle tactic if that wizard casts three or more spells in that turn and none of them were unbound. Nightfall Dismantlement, you get to pick one enemy unit that has nine or more models or pick one enemy hero or monster with a wounds characteristic of nine or more and you complete it if you destroy it this turn. Reckless Abandon, you pick one friendly mortal Disciples of Zinch unit that is more than 18 inches from all enemy units, and you score this battle tactic if that unit completes a charge move this turn. Tides of Anarchy, you score when you gain control of an objective that was controlled by your opponent at the start of your hero phase, and if you've got nine or more models within six inches of that objective, when you control the objective. Finally, I mentioned that there was a War Scroll Battalion that you can use the match play, although you might find it a little bit restrictive because you have to take Kairos Fate Weaver as well as three Lords of Change. They are all mandatory options. Now, the benefit of taking the uh, Oracle's Battalion is that you're going to gain yourself one extra command point, and this battalion will cost you 1,635 points when you total Kairos and the three Lords of Change. So unfortunately, Lords of Change not battle line. So the only way you can make this work in a traditional 2,000 point battle would be to take three units of Acolytes to fulfill your battle line option and then your unit of four bin chickens. So at first glance, it's looking good for the Disciples of Zinch. The core mechanics that have made this faction great remains true. You've still got your cheaty dice, you've still got your summoning, you've still got a deep spell lore, and you've still got interesting ways to customize your force. I personally really like the agendas disappearing because it felt like another set of 
bookkeeping when you consider you've already got battle tactics you've got the missions you've got so many different little intricate things to consider i felt that the agendas was just another piece of bookkeeping although you know the free the free endless spells nice uh the fact that it's guaranteed and it's going to stay for the full battle round um is going to be awesome but i know some of you will be unhappy to lose that agenda that gave you plus one to cast let's be honest you're pretty good at casting already i don't think you needed the plus one the grand strategies and the battle tactics feel achievable and I don't think they're too restrictive and you know there's something for everyone regardless if you're building a mortal or a demon or a mixed force. Um, I really like that and in the next video I'm going to go into the individual war scrolls and highlight the changes when it comes to points but let me know in the comment section what you're currently thinking do you like what you see are there any rules that have stood out for you and you're considering to build around with your next list has there something that's really inspired you or is there something that you're really disappointed am i underselling the loss of agendas i'm curious to hear from you as well i again i'm pretty happy to disappear but i'm not the one like you who's playing with them on a, on, a, on a very frequent basis let me know in the comment section i'd be curious to hear from you and don't forget there's a second video that's going to highlight the other key changes thanks for hanging around until the end i hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas if you did i would love it if you press like on the video as well as left me a comment to let me know what your thoughts are the conversation will continue over on discord and the link is down below in the video description I want to give a massive shout out as well to the AOS Coach Patreons and YouTube members who are going in and the funds are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you're all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a one on a redeploy.